Stay connected. Sign up for our newsletter. Go beyond your favorite World Talk radio shows. Visit iradioblog.com. The following program is being brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com. The World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The human mind, body, emotions, and spirit are more powerful than anyone can imagine, and we will learn to utilize each of them to the maximum and learn to make decisions about what we want and how we want to feel. What a concept, and one we will explore today on the Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. On our program, we'll address who you are, why you're here on this planet, how to go within, how to come to know what you believe, and why. Now, here's your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon. We're broadcasting, as you know, from sunny Arizona, and emphasis is on sunny right now. We're having a cold snap right now. It's supposed to only get to 106 today. Tomorrow is going to go a little higher to 112, and Saturday we're going to get to have a lovely 115. So if you want to visit Arizona, this might not be the best time for you to come. You might want to consider that, unless the people that you're coming to visit have a nice big swimming pool in their backyard. We have a wonderful program for you today. We're going to be talking about... Um, children who have behavior problems and how you can deal with them, especially over this long, hot summer. Um, let's set the scene. You know, you've all been in, in this situation. You're in the grocery store. You see a mother with a child who's totally out of control. He's screaming and crying because he wants something. He may be kicking and hitting. You don't know. And he just seems uncontrollable. The mother's distraught. She doesn't know what to do. And, you know, what should she do? What's the, what's her best way to handle that? You, you see children hitting their siblings, sassing their parents, refusing to carry out even the simplest direction. You know, what, what are you supposed to do if you're the parent, in public or at home, either? You know, what about a teacher who has a child who just continuously disrupts the classroom, you know, talking, getting up, walking around, doing things that um, are disruptive and not acceptable? And we hear more and more about children's behavior problems at home and school. Um, teachers and parents are all looking for some help. You can find a lot of information on the Internet about behavior problems. You see it on TV and informational programs and entertainment-type programs as well. In fact, there's some role models on TV for behavioral problems if, if you want your children to see it. You can download videos from YouTube about behavior problems. You know, it's, it just seems to be everywhere these days. Um, why? You know, the question is why? And there's so many theories. You know, is it a side effect of immunizations? Is it because of all the pollution? Is it because of parental um, poor parenting problems? Is it prenatal influences? What on earth is going on? Now, we see two conditions that just seem to be growing and growing, the ADD, ADHD 
um, diagnosis and autism both are growing almost faster than they can keep the statistics. They estimate that at least one student in every classroom in the United States has been diagnosed with ADHD and it's probably really more than that. Autism is the fastest growing developmental disability that we know about and we hear about that more and more and more. But a child doesn't have to have a diagnosis to be considered a behavior problem. If any of you have watched the program The Nanny, you've seen all kinds of behavioral problems that can be remedied if you know how to do it. Um, many children are being medicated to the point of not being able to react at all, but they stop being a problem to the, those around them. You know, they're not a problem anymore. And you see that some, maybe many, parents and teachers are simply giving up there's all kinds of questions. All kinds of questions come up in relation to this subject. You know, why are we seeing more and more of these behavioral problems at home and at school? You know, are these children smarter? Are they more creative so that they're not satisfied with the routine information that they're getting or the, the way schools go or home runs? Are they just different so that they don't fit in a mold anymore? You know, is that a part of it? Are the classrooms so overcrowded that teachers can't possibly manage all the children and so they act out to get attention? Now, do these children need more challenging programs or do they need less challenging programs? You know, where does a parent go for help with all of this? Is there a place they can get help? Now, does society expect all children to act the same and anybody outside the norm is branded as unmanageable? Now, these are just a few questions that popped into my head, and I know that you probably have as many or more. You know, as I was preparing for this, I just, you know, kept having more and more things come up that I really want to discuss. Summers then sometimes compound these issues, you know, they, and present really unique challenges to children and parents. What do parents do? And how do their children cope? How do they thrive over the summer? You know, when the children are home from school, just all kinds of things happen. Good news is we have an expert on the subject. Eric Put Putnam's here with us today. He's president of Independent Behavioral Coaching, called IBC. He recognizes the need for parental support and guidance to help them with their children, to help them help their children. So he helps parents and teachers learn how to deal with some of the problems that children's behavior presents and he's really good at it. Eric has a Master of Arts degree in Applied Sociology and a Master of Arts in Professional Counseling. He had tremendous experience as the Clinical Director of Child Protective Services Crisis, crisis Stabilization Services at Taros for almost five years when he worked with highly abused and neglected children and some of these exhibited really destructive out-of-control behaviors. Eric created Independence Behavioral Counseling to fill the needs of a growing number of families and teachers for positive support services provided directly in the home or in the school where the different behaviors are occurring. He comes right to you to help you learn how to deal with your situation in your own environment. So today we're going to be discussing behavioral coaching 
and how you can minimize problems that occur in this long, hot summer that we're really now in. Eric, after all of that, welcome to the Self-Improvement Show. How are you today? I'm doing good, Irene. Nice to be with you today. Oh, I'm delighted that you're here. Um, you know, we see evidence of need for you everywhere. So let's, let's just jump right into it. What are some of the common behavior problems that children have, especially in the summer? Let's talk about summer first before we get into the rest. Well, summer, probably one of the biggest problems that I'm seeing is the change from, from uh, the, all the constant uh, routines that school presents. Um, all of a sudden, these kids, uh, um, they've got different routines. They, they're either at uh, um, summer camp or they're stuck at home. And so oftentimes, they have to um, amuse themselves. Uh, they, uh, parents are, are still having to work, most of them. And there becomes a, you know, a lot of frustration both with the kids and the parents about what they should do each day during the week and on the, and on the weekends. So, you know, is the change of routine more, more I, well, I want to say destructive or more challenging for the younger children, or is it all school-age children? It's pretty much all the school-age children. Um, the younger children, um, until they get to, if they're going to a, a summer camp or a daycare of some sort, uh, you know, they're, they're starting as something new and meeting new people, and so there's a lot of increased anxiety for them. Whereas the older kids, uh, they get easily bored, um, and a lot of parents don't realize is that if children are bored over time, they too get anxious, frustrated, and that's when we start seeing some behavior problems from them as well. So boredom is one of the big culprits, is that what yeah. you're saying? Yeah. Oh, you okay. You mentioned in your introduction is that, uh, you know, uh, are things challenging enough or too challenging? And, you know, that was very well put is that, you know, parents and, and as well as teachers is they have to figure out a balance between challenging the child enough so that way they're not bored or not, uh, not challenging them enough so they be, or challenging them too much so they become anxious and frustrated. So how's a parent? I mean, you know, kids do not come with an instruction manual. I, it's just too bad they don't. How's a parent supposed to decide or determine whether their kid is bored in one area and not challenged enough in another? I mean, it's a fine line. It, it really is. Um, and every child is different. Um, even if they're the same age, uh, they may have different needs. And that's really why or one of the primary reasons why I started my company um, because me and my staff what we can do is go in and look at the child look at the individual child and their specific needs and their challenges and we teach the parents how to support them kind of meet the child where they're at and support them that way so are you something like a nanny are you do you do some of the things like the nanny does I, I've seen that program, and, and honestly, it's, it's very behavior-based, and yeah. you know, uh, most of their recommendations are right in line with what, uh, what we believe sets children up for success. Okay, let's say I have two small children. You know, let's uh -oh. say one's like in the f going into second grade, one may be going into third or fourth. 
Summer comes, um, I go to work, I leave them with a babysitter who's a teenager. It's not working. She's ready to quit. I come home, she's in tears, the kids are in tears, everybody's unhappy. Would you come in if I, you know, if I call you and say, I don't know what to do, everything's, you know, going down the drain here. Can, can you help me? How would you go about helping me? How, what would you do? Would you come to my house or would we go to you? What, what happens here? We come straight to the home and uh, I have a series of questions that I, I try to discover um, what the needs, uh, you know, and, uh, um, and challenges they have for each individual child. And then one of the biggest things that we recommend, especially going into summer, is creating lots of structure in that day for each child based on those individual needs and challenges. Um, keep a schedule. For the older kids, is have, the, uh, have them create that schedule. Uh, one of the biggest reasons why we see behavior problems is because of anxiety over inconsistency. Um, we really need to get parents to have a lot of predictability and consistency in these uh, children's lives, even though it's summer. And a lot of times we think of summer as, uh, you know, that's break time. They can do whatever they want. Um, many parents don't realize this. For a lot of kids, not having that predictability creates problems. That's interesting. You know, it, th things have changed so much. And I hate to say that it may even say this thing but you know when I was a kid we could roam all over the place and we were safe but that's not true anymore so they need to be at home in a more structured program uh, they need a program is that what you're saying that's what that's what I'm saying there there are certain kids that have temperaments that they can um, they can amuse themselves they can challenge themselves they um, they can be by themselves very easily um, but generally, those aren't the kids that uh, I'm getting calls from parents. Um, usually, it's the, uh, these kids that uh, are a little bit more anxious, um, are a little bit more worried. Uh, and since they don't have that predictability, that consistency, their, their anxiety levels go through the roof, and then that's when we got those behavior problems. Mm. It's time for us to take that first break, Eric, and when we come back, we'll, we're going to talk more about this because I think this is the starting place of where parents need to have some guidance. So this is Irene Conlon with my guest, Eric Putnam. We'll be right back after this short break, so stay tuned. <laughs> Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take World Talk Radio on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Follow the World Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at World Talk Radio. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the World Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash World Talk Radio or follow along with us at World Talk Radio, the World Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? If you are dealing with chronic illness or a disability, at times you can feel lost with nowhere to turn. 
doesn't have to be this way at all. You can become an active participant with your doctor in the healing process. Tune in to A Healthy Way to Be Sick with host Mark Lerner. Mark has developed techniques to make your healing a partnership. Each weekly show will cover four main topics and how you can take steps and hear from experts that know the value of patient participation. Tune in every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel, where the world comes to listen and talk. You are tuned in to the Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to the Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Eric Putnam. Eric is a behavioral coach. In fact, his company is called Behave Coach. And we'll let you know exactly how to reach him before this show is over. So you might want to get pencil and paper so you can capture his contact information because I think you're going to want to talk to Eric. Before the break, we were talking about dealing with children in the summer. Uh, Eric, take a step-by-step through what you would do if I had these children who were so unhappy and acting out and I'm unhappy and I need help, how, how, okay. what would you do? Well, let's use the example as, let's say uh, you as a mother and uh, a mother of two children call me in, just as you explained, and the nanny's kind of at, at the wit's end and, and uh, you know, mom doesn't, isn't able to stay in the home, um, you know, as much as she wants. What we would do is we would first uh, get some information from mom, dad, um, aunts, uncles, whoever's involved with these children, to learn a little bit more about the uh, the individual child. I had mentioned that uh, you know we want to learn what their specific needs are, their challenges, um, and when I say that is we're looking at um, do they need lots of exercise? Do they need more mental stimulation? Do they need more socialization with their peers? Um, or another big thing is do they need um, specific skills to be able to cope with, you know, the moment by moment of each day? i give you the example of a, of a skill that's very common is what do I do when I'm bored? Little kids need to learn how to identify that I'm bored and that I go to a parent or a nanny and ask them to challenge me, to, to do an activity with me. Instead, little kids, if they don't know that, they'll just throw a tantrum. And if the nanny doesn't recognize that they need some stimulation, uh, they get frustrated, they get anxious, and then, um, you know, the whole environment gets worse and worse. Yeah, things kind of fall apart. Exactly. Um, so what we'll do is we'll identify some of those things. One of the first things that we uh, recommend, and I think it's the most important thing that I can recommend to all parents and teachers is that we have to find specific routines that strengthen the relationship between the adult and the child. The child needs, to, and this is at all ages, the child needs to feel safe with that adult. They need to feel loved. They need to feel um, 
like they uh, had fun with them. And we, what we do is we plan little, little uh, activities or outings with that adult for about an hour, hour and a half or something. It could even be 15, 20, 30 minutes where you have, you know, we've all heard this, you know, we need our quality time with our children, which is, which is exactly the case. We, we do need that quality time because it decreases anxiety with the parent frustration and with uh, anxiety and frustration with the child. So, Give us some examples of things you do with your child in this quality time. You know, I, I know it varies with age, but you know, for summer activities, what kind of things would you help them plan? Well, what we want to do is we want to vary um, the activities throughout the day. And by that I mean is we want some, uh, some high stimulation time both physical and mental, and then we want low stimulation time. Um, an example of that would be, let me give you a, a, um, a day in the life of, of, uh, of a summer child. Okay. You would, you would wake up in the morning and give them maybe uh, some quiet time where they eat breakfast, maybe watch a little bit of TV, they kind of play with each other, and then um, maybe late morning you would plan like an hour, hour and a half activity that would be outside of the house. This could be going out to the pool, um, if you have a pool, or if you go to a community pool. Um, then what you can do is come back to the house, have another quiet period of time for an hour, two hours, three hours, and then you can go back out and do something else that is uh, stimulating again. Um, one of the things I recommend that you mentioned uh, in your intro is that uh, we're coping with this summer heat which can be very challenging for our parents because it's so hot out there uh, to take a child out of the home. Um, one of the things I, I recommend is there's these huge sporting facilities out here in Arizona. Um, some of them are called the Bass Pro Shop or Cabela's, and these are just huge warehouses. It's air-conditioned where I've even recommended that the parents pack a lunch <laughs> to, this, to these places, and I've heard that they've, uh, you know, had lunch in a tent in the, uh, in the camping section. And the um, store people don't mind? And the store people don't mind at all. Especially if you um, buy a tent, yeah. For, for little kids, is you can go over to the, uh, the, um, the ATVs or the boat section and uh, stick them into the, you know, have them sit on the ATV and come up with a creative, a creative adventure that you can do for your children, with your children. And what's that, nice is something like that. That's that quality one-on-one -on -one time. And you'd be amazed if you do something like that for about an hour, hour and a half, really devote your time with your child, be there in the moment with your child, and then you, by the time you get home, the child really doesn't need your attention anymore. And they'll go off and play games, and siblings get along better um, because they've they've bonded with the parent, and they've got that stimulation, and they they all kind of relax. True. What though, if both parents are working and there's a teenage babysitter, then what can she do? Because We're she'll gonna, have to find. And that's the thing is that what we'll do is we'll individualize a daily schedule for the teenager. 
See, we want to decrease that, uh, um, that babysitter stress. And how do we do that? The most important way that you can decrease the anxiety of the, the, the teenager or babysitter is the same way we want to decrease anxiety and stress in the children, and that is by increasing predictability and consistency in the daily routine. So parents can write up a schedule for that babysitter so that way she knows what to do throughout the day. This must be a tremendous help to a, a, a teenager who's babysitting. I just think that it would make a total difference in her day. It, it, it does. And then sometimes what we'll do, especially on some more difficult temperaments, um, you know, a little bit more anxious or aggressive children, we may have a couple of uh, um, uh, spare activities in our bag of tricks that we can use in a pinch. Um, for instance, let's say um, you have a child that's having a particularly bad day. Maybe they didn't get enough sleep last night or they're not feeling very good and they just seem a little bit edgy. What we'll do is we'll have a couple of activities that the, uh, that the babysitter or parent can throw into the normal predictability of the routine to kind of spice things up to stimulate, to, you know, to, to create a new adventure, that kind of thing. It, it sounds a little bit contradictory, but basically is what we want to do is, for the most part, have consistency and predictability in the daily routine, and then every once in a while just change it up a little bit. Okay, give me an example of a, an activity that would spice things up. Would you get some a DVD of some movie they wanted to see? Is this what you mean, or would it need to be a little more exciting than that? We'd want to make it more creative, more imaginative, and more interactive. For instance, um, the, the, the parent or the adult or babysitter could say, hey, today it's going to be, right now we're going to spend the next two hours where it's Hawaiian Day. And we're going to create some, uh, you know, some Hawaiian uh, um, skirts. We're going to put a, uh, um, a limbo bar to get into the kitchen. We're going to always address each other by saying, you know, aloha or something like that. Oh, see, that's um, fun. I'd even like to do that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's I, a great idea. I, I learned about this from uh, some of the best foster parents that I ever worked with where I would place the really difficult kids in, in their home, is mm-hmm. they were able to recognize children when they started getting really anxious. And they would do these, um, these changes. Um, they would say they'd have backwards day, Hawaiian day. Um, they'd pick any country. Um, they'd even, you know, uh, you know, I've done it with some of my uh, families, as you do uh, um, Martian day or, you know, alien day, that kind of stuff. How much fun is that? Yeah, and you know what? And, and it's some of this we find it's uh, the reason why this works is that we believe is that the anxiety and frustration that we have in our in our brains comes from the uh, the left side of our brain, which is the logic based um, side of our brain. And when we do these creative, interactive activities. We believe what we're doing is we're empowering the right side of our brain, our creative side of our brain, which takes away the power of the left, 
which is all their anxiety and frustration. Right. The other thing it's doing is changing their state. You know, Anthony Robbins talks a lot about state changing things, and it, it does. It totally gets them away from where they exactly. were headed. And, and it's, that, it's that old age-old adage is that you can't be happy and mad at the same time. It just doesn't work. So you no, it be, doesn't, does it? You can't be anxious and frustrated and creative at the same time. No, you can't be giggling and still uptight. Right. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, what's our next step then? Um, you know, another, we... thing that, uh, another, thing, another thing that we uh, keep in mind is that uh, I had mentioned that there are some times where um, special cases where the kids' behaviors are even worse than normal. Um, we can use a, another version of this using creativity to calm them down. Uh, let me give you an example. Um, I have a, a five-year-old boy, and uh, he goes off to summer camp. Now, he loves summer camp, but when he's leaving the home to get into the car to go, in, to, go to summer camp, Sometimes he can get really anxious and, and really miss his parents. And so he starts to get anxious, and if, if I, I allow that to continue, it gets worse and worse, and that can very quickly turn into a tantrum. So what I do is I empower his creative side, and I, I start telling him a story. Uh, usually I'll, I'll tell him about a, a fantastical dream that maybe I had, and what's really amazing is I can start telling him this magical story, and as soon as I can see in his eyes that he's imagining the story, then I've, I've got him hooked, and, I, and he's no longer anxious, and he's able to more easily transition from, you know, the, the safe comfort of home with parents to his next stage of the day, which is heading off to summer camp. That's beautiful. Eric, that takes us right up to another break time. I want to continue this kind of thought when we come back. This is Irene Conlon for the Self-Improvement Show with my guest, Eric Putnam, talking about behavioral problems in children in the long, hot summer. We're going to continue this when we come back from the break, so stay tuned. Find out what's happening on the World Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword World Talk Radio. Do you know that digestive problems, ADHD, and chronic pain can be treated naturally? In fact, most health problems can be treated using integrative and alternative medicine. Find out about cancer prevention and managing diabetes. Learn how to use common herbs and spices to treat a variety of conditions. For the sake of your good health, tune in to Natural Solutions with your host, Dr. Sean Palmer. Broadcasting live every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. No family can survive on two incomes anymore, let alone one. If you are supplementing your family's income working from home, then tune into The Cash Flow Show, Direct Sales Radio. Host Deb Bixler brings you sales tips, lead generation systems, and best business practices that guarantee direct sales success. Whether you're looking for a little extra cash or a career change, The Cash Flow Show, Direct Sales Radio will give you proven systems that will work in your home business. The Cash Flow Show. 
Show every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on World Talk Radio Variety. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. You are tuned in to the Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to the Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Eric Putnam, a behavioral coach. We're talking about helping kids and parents get through the long, hot summer. Eric, can you give us a summary of what we've done so far with the steps of how you help parents and children make it through the summer? Just I, I sure can. So for starters, we're going to want to always have strong relationships, lots of quality time between the adults, and the children, and that could be, like we talked about, that could be with the uh, parents um, or babysitter. Um, a child's not going to enjoy their time with their babysitter unless they um, feel safe with that babysitter and they trust that babysitter. So we're going to have some quality time um, between the two. The second step we talked about is we want to uh, maximize the success of the environment, which means we're going to have uh, a balance between um, high uh, energy activities and low energy activities. We're also going to have a balance between in the home and outside of the home activities. And finally, uh, we touched on it a little bit, but if we do have extra time, if the uh, if the babysitter um, is is interested in doing this, or if we have you know parents that might have some extra time, is what we want to do is we want to uh, help the child grow behaviorally. Uh, and really, all of the other stuff we talked about is very supportive, but it's going to be always our goal is to uh, help the child get better, to improve. And generally, when that happens, there's two areas that I find are the most important areas that children need to uh, learn new skills, and that is, is to learning more about themselves emotionally and learning more about themselves socially with other kids. Um, for instance, emotionally, uh, especially our, 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 our young children, <laughs> is they, uh, they don't know their emotions. They don't know that they're frustrated. They don't know that they're anxious. And so one of the best things parents can do if they've got a little bit extra time is to create what I call emotional awareness. Start talking to your child to your child about not only about their day, but about how they felt throughout their day. How do they know how to identify whether they feel sad or scared or you know bored or you know how, how do they how do they know how to define that? It's a good question. I believe that every home and every classroom should have one of those feelings charts sitting up on some wall where you see it every day. Um, we need to have, and this is for adults too, is we need to live in a world that is rich with emotions, emotional awareness. We, we shouldn't just be boiled down to anger, 
fear, happiness, and sadness. Uh, our lives are rich with all kinds of emotions. Um, frustration, anxiety, boredom, um, embarrassed. Our children need to know this. And if you have one of those feelings charts where you have those silly uh, um, feeling spaces. Right. Yeah, you can go to that chart and you can point to it and they can see it. Uh, another, uh, another fun game that parents can do is they do uh, feeling spaces to each other. Um, I do this with my kids all the time. I say, give me your mad face. Give me your worried face. And then I do it too. And then that way, that's really the first step to um, emotional awareness. And the next step after that is learning emotional regulation. So learning that when I'm bored, I have a couple of options to stimulate myself, or I go to, um, I go to the, um, parents or the adults around me and ask them for help if I'm bored. Or if, you know, we go to the next thing, as I talked about, uh, kids need to learn the skills of how to socialize. You think about our older kids. I, I have uh, two, two girls, one is 12 and one is 10, and it's amazing how complex their social system is. And What's nice, because I have a very good relationship, a strong relationship with them, is they come to me all the time and talk about how frustrated they are because this friend won't talk to them, or frustrated they are or uh, that, that they weren't invited to this sleepover, or how do I manage a situation where I have two really good friends that I really like, but they don't like each other? Wow, those are those are big to kids that age too. Exactly, and another really common one with our our, our young children, our uh, three, four, five, six, six year olds, and it's such a simple thing as you think about how many sibling fights, how many um, arguments occur over this simple social phenomenon called sharing. <laughs> oh yeah our, our little children what we know especially with our young children is we know psychologically is we know that they're what, what's considered egocentric is their brains are, are not developed enough for them to imagine what it would be like being somebody else they're egocentric to them um, the world revolves around them and so on, honestly is that if you're you're trying to teach a four-year-old how to share. Um, physiologically, in their brain, it's, it's, it's almost impossible for them to understand why they should share. But what we can do is we can teach them the skill of coping with a situation where an adult is asking them to share with their sibling or with their friend. And how do you go about teaching them to cope like that? Oh, I wish I'd known this. Let me give you a a really easy uh, um, uh, tip. Is go get a cheap little egg timer, okay? And even Uh though a four-year-old won't understand time, is you can teach them is when I set this timer, is when it goes off, it is your turn. And so we don't, you know, the, the concept of sharing is a very abstract, complicated concept. And so um, I like to use take turns. That's a little bit more simplified for our little kids. 
but um, I've already taught this to my five-year-old, and as early as four, as frustrated as he is, when I ask him to share, um, to take turns um, playing a video game, is he know, he's able to cope with that frustration just enough because he knows that once that timer goes off, it will be his turn. Do you give them some ideas of things they can do while they're waiting? or Sure, especially with the older kids. Um, you know, I, 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 I use this example myself. As, uh, um, when, when my wife and I are, are going to go to a, a party of some sort, um, and I have it in my head that, you know, we have to leave at, say, 5 o'clock. Well, my wife's, my wife's time and my time are vastly different. When I say five, that could be six or seven for her. And so what I did is I developed a coping skill for myself. Is I will always go on uh, either on the computer and just kind of putter around, or I'll go out in the garage and putter around. And then that way I don't get frustrated and anxious waiting for my wife. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and children have a, a, a very short fuse when it comes to waiting. They don't That's quite know what to do with themselves because they, they want it now. That's right. And so we'll do the same thing with our children. And you think about it, you know, I, I, I mentioned the example of myself. And, I, you know, I'm 43. It took me until I was about, uh, I don't know, about, I learned that skill when I was about 38. Just think of how powerful it would be is if we can teach our young children this skill at eight or nine and how much we're going to set them up for success later in life. Well, you know, I'm thinking about some of the things that you hear about, you know, emotions, you know, don't show them, don't express them. We're, we're, we're out of the dark ages with that kind of, but I still hear parents saying, you know, it's not okay for you to cry. It's not okay for you to whatever. So That's maybe right. if we learned some of that along with them, I think a lot of parents would be freed up if they were allowed to express some of their emotions or even say to their child, I'm feeling really worried right now. See, my face is, this is, I'm worried right now because, you know, they don't, the kids don't need a big long explanation, but, you know, because I don't know how to do whatever or what, you know, I don't know how much you can put on kids. But if they could recognize your expressions and then understand that it's okay to have their own, maybe we that's, could come through some of this. That's right. I mean, I, my friends joke at me because when my child says, I'm mad at you, Dad, that brings a smile to my face. That makes me happy because deep down I know that they're more aware of themselves. So they'll be better able to regulate themselves and make better choices to be successful. Well, and it certainly shows a confidence in you that you'll be able to deal with that in a way that helps them through it. That's right. I mean, I, I've heard parents say, don't, don't you say that to me. No, you, you, you don't get mad at me. I can't, you know, I can't believe they do it, but I have heard it. And, and then what does the child do with that? Yeah, exactly. I, I, I really, I call it uh, emotional language. Parents and adults need to speak in emotional language as much as possible. Do and you work with parents to help them do this, those parents that just can't express an emotion? Do you deal with that with them? 
Yeah, and, and in fact, there are certain kids and adults that have um, biological conditions that make it so that they, they cannot do that. But, you know, for instance, like autistic kids, they really struggle to be, to be aware of their own emotions, and they really, um, it's almost impossible many times for them to know the emotions of others. But what I believe, um, there was a, a really good writer, uh, um, his name was Maxwell uh, Martz or something like that, I think. He had a book called Psycho-Cybernetics, but he, I loved the phrase that he says in, in his book. It says, fake it till you make it. Take it. It's Maxwell Maltz, and I've read that book, and it's wonderful. It is, and, and fake it till you make it. Is I, even if you're biologically incapable of being able to do something, sometimes you can fake it just to get by or cope with a particular situation. And it's interesting that then you can see the reaction of other people to you, and sometimes that's really reinforcing. And, and again, this, is, this is gets back to where we started off in this segment, is this is skill building. It's a skill I, building. I, I had an autistic kid once that was unable to look at that feelings chart and tell me which is the sad face. And he was, this particular child was really getting other children very angry at him. And I didn't believe that um, he was capable of real, truly being empathetic. So what I did is I taught him an empathy skill that he could fake it. And what he, what he would do is, Oftentimes, he would tell jokes that would really offend people. So what I did is I taught him the skill to check in with people as he was telling the joke because he couldn't read their face to see if it was funny or not. Wow. So he, would check, he would check in with them and ask them, is, is this funny? And if they said no, he would stop the joke. Or if they said yes, he could continue. So that way, he really didn't upset them. Wow, what a lesson. And Eric, it's time for us to take another break. <clears throat> what a wonderful conversation. We'll have more of it when we come back. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Eric Putnam, talking about behavior problems in children and how you can help them. Stay tuned. There's more when we come back. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take World Talk Radio on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Want to know what's going on behind the scenes with your favorite World Talk Radio network host? How about what's new with our network? Make sure you check out the iRadio blog, a look at what's hot at World Talk Radio and beyond. Visit www.iradioblog.com today. Get the inside scoop on every channel on our network, including breaking news, featured guests, blog posts from our hosts, and much more. Make sure you sign up for our newsletter for even more inside action. Visit iradioblog.com today and stay connected. Do you know that digestive problems, ADHD, and chronic pain can be treated naturally? In fact, most health problems can be treated using integrative and alternative medicine. Find out about cancer prevention and managing diabetes. Learn how to use common herbs and spices to treat a variety of conditions. For the sake of your good health, tune in to Natural Solutions with your host, Dr. Sean Palmer. Broadcasting live every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Listen. Listen. The world is talking. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. 
are tuned in to the Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to the Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon. My guest today is Eric Putnam, a behavioral coach, and he has just given us some real gems of wisdom on how to do some creative things to help parents and children and babysitters to get through the long, hot summer when children are at home. Eric, tell, tell the listeners how they can reach you. Okay. Um, well, uh, I have a website. It's a... Um, behavecoach.com. My direct uh, cell phone number is 480-319-5972. Do that again. It is 480-319-5972. My email is eputnam at behavecoach.com. And I encourage always uh, both parents and teachers to anybody even if you're not necessarily interested in, in my services, if you ever have any questions, you know, about um, children and parenting or you need some additional resources out in the community, um, I've been doing this work for over 20 years, and I'll, I would love to, at the very least, point you in the right direction. Uh, but I don't know where there's a better direction. Eric, give us a, a, a little concise statement of what exactly behavioral coaching is. Okay, behavioral coaching basically is a combination of, uh, of relationship bonding and strengthening with supportive behavioral techniques to set children up for success. So you help parents help their children. Exactly. I, 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 I work with children. Very little of my time is working directly with children. And the reason being is that if I can give the teachers and parents and adults the right skills, it's, it's better for them to coach their own children than it would be for me to coach their children because they have the strongest relationship with those children. Absolutely. Are you going to write a parenting manual that should have come with them when they were born? <laughs> <laughs> I, I would have loved to have this, these, these skills when I first had my kids. And I know uh, I've, I've been able to help many parents um, and many schools over the last three or four years. Uh, what we haven't talked about is the fact that you go into classrooms and help teachers uh, deal with some of the behavioral problems that they're presented with. Uh, you do do that, don't you, Eric? I do. I contract with uh, several schools throughout the Valley. And uh, sometimes we go in and we uh, target one specific child, how to set them up for success. Sometimes we also look at the, uh, you know, the whole classroom. Um, and generally when we're looking at the whole classroom, what we're doing is we're trying to uh, decrease overall stress and anxiety in the classroom because bottom line is if uh, teacher and students aren't stressed, they learn better and remember Absolutely. better. I, I love the whole idea of setting anybody up for success. You know, we hear about setting people up for failure, but you don't often hear about setting people up for success. And man, children these days are, you know, they have so many things to deal with. 
That's that, right, especially in today's economy and the summer heat. I mean, there's all kinds of things that just build up to increase that stress. Yeah. Oh, and we're almost at the end of the show, so I want you to give us a thought that you'd like to leave our listeners with. What's the maybe the most important thing that you would have to share with parents? You have a couple minutes here to do that. Well, I, I mentioned about uh, increasing quality time and, and building relationships. My mission statement for my company is to celebrate talents in order to discover your best self. If there's one thing that parents and teachers could do to set their kids up for success, that's probably the most important, and that is is to discover what talents they have and then create environments that allow those talents to shine. What do the parents do when they are working an 8- or 10-hour day and they really want to be able to provide these kind of things for their parents, but they're so tired and frazzled at the end of the day, they really don't, they don't have the energy to do it. What do you have for those parents? They're going to want to do similar to what I was saying is what we need for our kids is parents need to have a, a, a specific schedule. They need to, to have that time when they're done after their 10-hour day is they need to have a little block of time when they do that quality time with their kids. They, they, if the more that they have predictability and consistency, the better organized they are, the less stressed they are, the less frustrated, and the more time. It's amazing. You know how they say, um, give busy work to busy people? Yes. Um, you know, these, these are the people, and I've seen people that have two jobs, but still are able to find some time for their kids, and they do that through scheduling, um, and sticking to their, you know, using calendars and, and, and sticking to their schedule. And you can help parents be able to do this and find the time to nurture these children. I can. Ah, uh, Eric, thank you so much for being with us today. We're going to have to do this again and, and maybe have you on the show a number of times through the year because you have so much to offer. Next well, week we have... Me. Oh, my delight. Next week we have Dr. Jeffrey Rubin, and we'll be talking about the art of flourishing. So join us again next week. Again, I thank our guest, Eric Putnam. Come back next week for the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon saying goodbye for now. Thank you again for joining Dr. Irene Conlon for the Self-Improvement Show. Please listen again next Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Remember that improvement out there starts in here. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com. The World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.